episode 43, End Paralysis by Analysis. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason Jennings, great to be with you today. Dale Dixon, great to be back with you. All right. You say our topic today, end paralysis by analysis. Should we get a committee together to talk about (laughs) if that's really the right thing to do and do some studies and take a look at the metrics on on our listenership of this podcast before we move forward? Yeah, that's exactly what we should do. Let's get paralyzed. Yeah, I think not. So take us, tell us the story. Well, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff I'm talking to you about each week right now, uh, readers will be able to read about in uh, January of 2015 uh, because I'm at work on the new book. Uh, the manuscript is due at the end of May 2014. And then with editing, it's, et cetera, it'll come out next January. And so each week what I'm doing is I'm, I'm going through the chapters uh, that I'm working on and some of the information that my researchers get to me. And I'm saying, hmm, could that be a game changer? Is that worthy of talking about? So um, I came across something from a chapter that we're working on right now for the new book. So everybody's going to get it six or eight months before the new book comes out. You know, Dale, we are truly living in the day and age of big data. Uh, The problem is, I believe, that big data uh, promises us more than it can possibly deliver. Uh, Big data gets us thinking that the more information we have, the more information we get, uh, means no chance of making any mistakes. And this week, uh, Larry Houghton, my head of research, came across just a fascinating number, and and it's even hard to get your head around, Uh, but here it is. Big companies invest 200,000 employee hours per billion dollars of revenue generating data for yearly forecasts and budgets. So, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are doing $5 billion, $10 billion a year. So if you're a $5 billion a year company, which is not even a really huge company anymore, it means that you're putting a million employee hours into yearly forecasts and budgets. So what that means, Dale, is that tens of billions of dollars in data analytics and analysis were spent at companies like uh, Blockbuster, Borders, Circuit City, Sears, HP, Sprint. And, and, and the question is, did that make them faster? Uh, or did all of that data just create speed bumps? And the answer... And in some cases, death. Uh, and in some cases, death. Blockbuster's gone. Borders is gone. Circuit City is gone. Uh, bankruptcy. And, and take a look at Sears today and HP and Sprint. They do little more than just limp along. So they all tried to use data the same way a drunk uses a lamppost for support to hold on to Hmm. instead of for illumination. And so I I guess our conclusion in this chapter that we're working on is this, and and what I think the game changer is this week, uh, it's that great strategy is made by doing. Uh, Running a business uh, is a lot like crossing white water by jumping from rock to rock. Uh, experimentation, making lots of small bets, learning in very quick little action loops, all will focus on the big 
big objective, like a beacon on the hill over there that you never take your eyes off, uh, that's going to lead to better outcomes than generating extravagant plans. Uh, and let me give you one example and, and one story. Uh, and this is not in the book, but I, I couldn't help but remember this story. Uh, it's a turnaround uh, that I was involved in uh, a few years ago. And so myself and a couple of members of my team were brought into this company. And, and this company wanted to do the same thing that every company wants to do. They, they wanted to grow. And so I say turnaround, that's not quite true. Uh, they were not in imminent uh, danger of bankruptcy, uh, but they had had zero growth uh, for several years. And in the couple of years before I was brought in, they were actually going backwards a little bit each year. So it, it would have been at some point in time certain death. And so they wanted to increase revenues. They wanted to regain relevance. And so I, I'll never forget the meeting in Chicago. We brought all of the general managers, uh, uh, all of the executives, uh, and uh, all of the plant managers in, and I, I guess it maybe roughly totaled 60 or 80 uh, people. And they were going to have a couple of days with Jason Jennings. And I was, I was teaching for a couple of days and trying to lay out the plan uh, on how they could uh, kickstart themselves and, and, and get growth going again and gain relevance again. And then we were going to be getting together 30 days after that back in the same location in Chicago. And I gave them all an assignment. Uh, and the assignment was everybody in the room was to go out and make five sales calls a week for the next four weeks with their people. That's all they had to do. That's one sales call a day. Now, who cannot possibly be unable to make one sales call a day? I mean, work an extra hour longer or get something unnecessary out of your schedule. Just get it done. Well, when I gave the assignment, and, and these are accomplished business leaders, uh, executives, accomplished managers, I would say that they were largely in their uh, 40s to early 50s, maybe a couple in their late 30s, but, but they were all accomplished. Well, all of a sudden, their faces went white. How in the world are we going to do this? And one of the managers raised his hand. And he said, I've never made a sales call in my life. I, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to do. If they asked me a question, I, 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 I would not know what to say. And somebody from finance said, uh, I joined this company to be in finance, not to be a salesperson out there making sales calls. And over the next week, I bet I fielded at my home, I bet I fielded 15 to 20 calls. These people were scared to death to actually go out and make some sales calls. And they didn't even have to make the sales call. They really had to just go along and accompany the salespeople and watch and observe and, and jump in. I mean, if invited to jump in. Well, let me tell you what happened. Um, and I, I, I just laid the law down. I, I, I said, you will make five sales calls a week. You will do it for the next four weeks before we get together in Chicago again. Or as far as I'm concerned, I'll find a way to get you out of the company. Uh, th this is, uh, uh, I'm not asking you to volunteer. Uh, this is a mandatory assignment. Dale, when we got together 30 days later, it was like a changed, charged, excited group. Because what had they been out doing? They'd been out crossing the whitewater, jumping from rock to rock for the first time in their life. So look, is... Planning, a requirement, of course. Is, is good management a requirement? 
of course. Tim Cook of Apple, I don't know if he's a great leader, but I know he's one of the greatest managers who's ever walked the face of the earth. You have to keep the trains running on time. But when you consider the amount of money we invest in big data, 200,000 employee hours per billion dollars of revenue, it's amazing. And we see that the results are suspect, if nothing else. Because if you go back, I would say most consultants would have been in that position. They would have said, okay, now you can go and study and bring back some analysis on your potential customers. Right. And and that'll help you to to be a better leader of those salespeople who are going to go out and make the calls. Right. But right. you in you demanded action. Yeah. Getting back to that point, great strategy is made by doing. Yeah, great strategy is not accomplished by talking. I mean, there's got to be some doing in there. And uh, so the game changer this week is this. Um uh, and then I, I'm going to share one other quick story with you. Um, it's a very quick one about a previous podcast we uh, we did. Uh, the The assignment this week is if anybody who's listening today, this week, will promise, just go out and make five sales calls this week with your people. Just do that. I promise you. I promise you. And I would like to hear back the results. I promise you it will be a game changer. Man it up. Woman it up, suck it in, get your butt out there, and go out on five. Just walk up to one of your salespeople and say, you know, I've got a couple of extra hours this afternoon. I'd love to go out on a call with you. Some of your salespeople will say, well, I don't have anything scheduled because they don't want you to come along with them. But say, well, when is your next one? Because I, 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 I want to go out. I, I, wa- I want to watch. Uh, this is important for me to do. I promise you uh, it will be a game changer. I will also promise you it will be a little addictive. So speaking of addictive, is this something that those executives continued in the broadcasting business? Uh, as a matter of fact, it is. And, uh, and as part of our ongoing tactical response and how we were going to achieve our strategy, uh, everybody had an assigned level of uh, sales activity and sales calls they had to be on. And then, of course, over the next two years, because I had uh, an association with this company for several years until they were acquired by another uh, big company. And uh, as, as I recall, uh, general, the people at the general management level uh, were required to do 10 monthly, I believe it was. At the plant level, they were required to make five or seven a month. Uh, yeah, the, there was a specific number for everybody. But instead of regretting it, everybody came to love it. Hmm, I bet. All right. But I've got one more story. Okay. Please share. So a month or so ago, uh, I told you about a sermon I heard in my church uh, about uh, I was asked by the pastor. The congregation was asked by the pastor, where did you see God today? And uh, for our non-religious or non-believing listeners, I said, if if the question, where did you see God today, is is too frightening to you or too off-putting to you, uh, just use the double O word, where did you see good today? And so here's the story where I finally saw good today, but it reminded me of the frailties of all of us, including myself. So you know I'm a gym rat. I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym six days a week, and I just I don't ever skip out. And uh, several of those days, I'm working with a trainer, I mean, who's just busting my chops and working me very, very hard. And about a month ago, I, I would say a, a man in his late 40s or early 30s uh, – came up and 
introduced himself, his first name, and was asking me a couple of questions. And uh, he, he knew who I was, or vaguely he knew who I was, or had heard that I was an author. I don't think he had all the details. And, um, and I didn't brush him off, but after a minute or two, I said, you know, uh, we, we've got to get back to it, or we're not going to get everything done in the hour we need to get done. And uh, the next time I was at the gym, or maybe it was a couple of times later, it was the same thing. And I'd look at my trainer and think, you know, this guy's becoming a little bit of an annoyance. And uh, today, finally, something happened. Uh, I had finished my workout. The, the guy had tried asking me a question during my workout. And uh, I said, you know, we've got, we've, we've got to finish these things that we're doing. But So I was finished. I was showered, walking down the stairs. He was walking down at the same time. So I, I couldn't say that I had something to do. And we chatted for a few minutes. And I discovered that a year and a half ago, this guy had lost his wife to cancer. The kids are out of the house, away at college, thousands of miles away. He is the loneliest person in the world. And he's in the gym, and he's taking college courses and doing anything he can to occupy his time. And I practically had to kick myself in the ass and say, you know, you had an opportunity to see good there, and it took you a long, long time. So just a reminder to all of us, we really need to be a lot more plugged in to others around us in all of our going out and uh, coming in. And just, just when we think we've got it, it's when we really don't. That in and of itself is a game changer enough to force us all to stop and take a look at what's going on around us. Thank you for that story. You're welcome, sir. All right, Jason Jennings. Uh, the idea here now uh, is is to spread the good word. So we've we've got these podcasts. This is episode number forty three. Can you believe this? We're uh, no we're uh, closing in on like a year's a year. worth. I know. <laughs> and uh, and we and uh, they're free. So the idea is, if you, the listener, will go out and tell people about this podcast, if you will subscribe to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, and if you will write a review and give us a rating on iTunes, it helps spread the word, elevate the podcast higher in the iTunes library so more people can see it, more people can get a hold of this great content, and bring these game-changing ideas to their business. But it really uh, boils down to the listener taking the action. It's well, and, le- and let me make an appeal uh, to people because I know that through my website, uh, some of these podcasts have been downloaded 15, 20,000 times. So uh, apparently uh, people are finding value. Uh, and I think that's where most of our downloads are coming from. Uh, but even if you're downloading through my website, uh, if, if you're getting value, take the time. I mean, if you're if you're a customer in the iTunes store and you know how to move around and you know how to how to manipulate it, go to the do me a favor. Go to the iTunes store. It's going to take you like five minutes. Go to the iTunes store and just give us a big review. And uh, any instructions, Dale, on how they find us in the iTunes store? Type in Jason Jennings. It's the first thing that comes up as a search result in iTunes. So it's, right. it's, it's pretty easy stuff. Pretty and then, easy stuff. And we'll read the reviews. Uh, on on the podcast, so you'll Good. hear Jason say thank you as well. All right. That does it for this edition of The Game Changers. Thank you so much, Jason. Great information as always. Uh, thanks a lot, Dale. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors. 
and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.